0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the FinTech Combine. I am your host, Chris Kovacs, the founder and CEO of Constellation Digital Partners. On today's episode, we're speaking to Omar Jordan, the founder and CEO of Coviance, who has built a great platform for credit unions. We're going to talk about the adoption of technology within credit unions, and we're announcing a very special event that we're going to have at the GAC conference this year. So if you're ready, let's suit up and get out on the field. welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for joining me today. Um, you know, I was really excited when we, when we talked about the new year and what was coming. And I said, you know what, I want to talk to the guy who's got no filter on him. And that's, oh boy. <laughs> and that's Omar Jordan. That's right. It's a good way to start
1: the year. <laughs>
0: that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So why don't you tell me, tell us all a little bit about um, Coviance and what you guys do uh, supporting credit unions?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for having me. First of all, uh, it was uh, fun to connect with you and talk about kicking off the 2024 with, with, with this podcast uh, for, for not just us, but for the industry and, and what we're seeing as uh, fintech leaders in this industry. So what Coviance does, uh, Coviance is an automation engine uh, that connects into the credit union's current process, technology and system to help credit unions process home equity and Heloc loans much faster than they do typically. And when we come into a credit union, we learn that they typically their process runs about, you know 20 to 30 day turnaround on a home equity loan and, and, and sometimes even longer, we've seen 60 days. and, and mm-hmm. that goes for credit unions of all sizes. Even the larger credit unions, their top 10, uh, some of them, struggle, shorten that lending cycle. So our automation engine helps credit union process home equity loans much faster. We, we say in hours versus weeks.
0: What a huge difference that would make for a credit union member who's waiting on that decision. Right. To know whether about they're refinancing their home.
1: You know, interest rate is a commodity. Fees are a commodity. It becomes it comes down to experience. Uh, we've got fintechs coming into this home equity lending space so hard, so heavy. Because it is the time for home equity lending. Rates are on the rise. Home values are bigger than they ever were or, or, you know, uh, wide enough. And and, and now, what do I have to consolidate my debt as a typical, you know, American, which most of us have carried debt now more than we carried before Mm -hmm. uh, at a higher interest rate than we had before. And therefore, uh, my only way out of that is to consolidate the home equity loan.
0: What inspired you to start Coviance?
1: Um, I will tell you, I worked at a top five bank in 2005. I was a branch manager uh, for one of the largest mortgage lenders in the industry. I'm talking globally. Mm -hmm. And in 2005, Chris, it pains me to say this, we had better technology than credit unions in general have today mm-hmm. in 2005, and when the when the when the Dodd Frank uh, CFPB was created, the Dodd Frank Act, it was a, an aha moment for me because I looked at I I, I worked with credit unions. Uh, I owned the title company at some point, and I work I worked with the local credit union group, and I just learned that going against what the CFPB is putting out was going to be an uphill battle for a lot of those community lenders that don't have what maybe Wells Fargo would have, which is an an entire floor full of compliance and attorneys that can help them navigate through the maze of uh, the CFPB and lending and the new era of lending. So what's interesting though is the CFPB's rules, if we really consume, sit down and read a lot of that content and the NCUA and the FDIC and the OCC, all of these uh, governing bodies for lenders, uh, they're, they're <laughs> rules that make sense for the most part. Now it's just mm-hmm. understanding them um, and, and learning how to navigate this uh, new era. And so for me, that was what really inspired me is to, I sat down, I read the entire, they call it Regulation Z, Reg Z from the mm-hmm. CFPB and the house that tailors to lending. Uh, it was 120 pages. I fell asleep a few times, but at the end of it, I thought I've got this, <laughs> you know, there's a way to help, uh, credit unions. There's a way to solve this problem through technology and you bring on, you know, you raise proper capital primarily from credit unions. Uh, they, they were there for us when we started. and. Uh, you hire the right talent and then you you take the company to where it's at today. So did you
0: start the title company that you were working for? and is Coviance your second start? Up?
1: Um, I'd say I always say Coviance is my fourth or fifth startup. Uh, oh. I, I started uh, yes, I did I, I started a title company once I once the collapse happened, the, the, the you know the recession, the big recession that took place in 2009. I cashed out my 401k, I thought, I'm going to do something here. So I I actually started a background check company. And then I started uh, what we call a a notary signing service company where, you know, you've got all these lenders across America that have borrowers across every nook of cranny of the country. And so they don't have branches there. So our job was to go find Mm uh, notary publics to actually go execute the loan documents at the kitchen table at the borrower's home. And that was a service provider. We did over 13,000 loans a month, uh, just come through our system. It was a lot of fun. I think that's where I lost most of my hair, but it was a <laughs> lot of fun. Um, and then there was an idea again of, of how do I, uh, introduce more technology forward, uh, solutions to the industry. And, and, uh, that's how I got introduced to uh, you know the CFPB and, and and I thought, I'm a problem solver, and it's a problem for me, man. Everything is like, I gotta fix this, I gotta fix this. you know I, I'm mm-hmm. always fixing things, and maybe that's uh, that's why we become entrepreneurs.
0: So talk to me about being an entrepreneur and kind of working your way through those, identifying those gaps, seeing those opportunities, and really kind of designing new solutions to go forward. Where does the motor come to do that? Like what, like, if you think about kind of your background, you've worked for big companies before, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are thinking about, Hey, I've got an idea. I'm thinking about taking it forward. Where does the inspiration come from, from that? Where, how do, how do you get up every day and do the hard work of building a new company or a new
1: service? Well, it might be different for me. Um, you know, I'm an immigrant, so I don't necessarily have a plan B. Um, and, and, and and I'm sure a lot of us don't have that too. But, you know, coming here without my parents into the uh, United States, I just, uh, I only have one place to go to at night, which is my house. And so I I have to work really hard to make sure I create that uh, safe environment for my children. And so I cannot stop focused on focusing on why I do what I do. And I'm sure that is the case for a lot of them. So I think what drives me is, is just the desire to compete with myself. And, and sometimes I ask myself the same question over and over, you know, could I have done it better? And, and, and I don't know why my brain is wired that way, where I, I could do it better and therefore I'm going to continue to push and push and push and not just, so it's a challenge against myself and no one else. It's, can I challenge myself to deliver a better solution? Can I challenge myself to, you know, fix something better than anyone does? Can I look at a problem and really look at it from a, from a different light But most, most of the time, it is ingrained in our heads that in order for me to better my lending process or enhance it, I have to go invest in a loan originating system. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what most lenders do. Oh, I need a loaner, new loaner genetic system. Well, what I like to do is focus on the bigger question, which is what business problem are we trying to solve? Mm-hmm. And that's the practice that we carry throughout our entire product uh, lifecycle here. And, um, and, and and luckily, it's not just me that asked that question. It's most of the leadership team and most of the team up here. So you, you've got to look at a problem and, and think about it differently in order for you to be able to solve that problem at scale. Um, outside of that, really, then the one, I, I think you asked what, 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 what would you,
0: you know, What's your, how do you, motive, you know, how do you, how do you how do you get up every day and do the hard work of building a business? Right. And I think you, I think you gave an, you gave a really good answer, right. You know, I don't, I don't have any other, I don't know any other way. Might be one. There's way no other.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know any other way. You're not wrong. That, that's, I I cannot, every day for me, if, if I slack off, is expensive, right? It, mm-hmm. It's got tremendous, tremendous consequences. So I have to keep going.
0: Yeah. How so, did somebody you... said, I'm,
1: I'm taking lunch. I said, What's lunch?
0: That's <laughs> why well, you're in such great shape, Omar. <laughs> um, so how did you, um, how did you settle on working with credit unions? So Coviance is a CUSO, right? And you talked to yeah. about taking credit union investment. Um, how did you how did you know about being a CUSO? How did you how did you move from entrepreneur startup to somebody who was building a, a credit union
1: service organization? That's an interesting story. So back in 2017, I was watching the show called Shark Tank. And, and coviance formerly lender clothes uh you know uh, we just rebranded and uh that i had about 27 customers and less than a half a million dollars in revenue and i thought to myself man if i only had just a little bit more working capital i can hire two more people instead of me being the CEO, the CFO, the sales manager of of myself, because I was the only sales guy, the product manager and, you know, part-time developer, I can maybe hire people to help me out. So I I reached out to um, a gentleman by the name of Brian Lauer, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure you've heard the name, Mm -hmm. and I said, Brian, uh, don't know what this thing called uh, CUSO, Credit Union Service Organization, tell me about it. So he explains it to me. I go to work, I connect with a couple of local credit unions who happen to be, one of them happens to be a customer of ours, and uh, that's how the journey started. So we became a CUSO, uh, took investments from credit union, um, and uh, you know, we also have venture capital on our cap table mm-hmm. as well uh, here in the state of Iowa, Next Level Ventures, who now manages the funds for um, the Circle Fund uh, in, in, in a small world. But that's how the journey of being a CUSO started.
0: Today, you serve both banks and credit unions, correct?
1: Yeah, just I mean, we're a different type of CUSO, or maybe not so different. But we are founder, we're founder-led um, CUSO, I should say. And, mm-hmm. and 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 some CUSOs do get started from credit within the credit union. You could, like you think it's not an insurance CUSO for the credit union, right? right? It's right. it's a founder. I don't know if there's a term for it, but it's a it's a founder-led. Uh, CUSO and what makes us CUSO is the fact that we have credit union investment into our cap table. But yes, we mm-hmm. work with banks, uh, community banks. Uh, we've got a top 50 bank on our uh, customer list and we really enjoy working with both uh, uh, banks and credit unions and, and really stand for what they stand for uh, uh, You know, for, on the community side of, of lending mm-hmm. to our community. We really enjoy that process. Right.
0: How does when you're working with a credit union or a bank? How does your technology where does it fit into um, in kind of the technology landscape? Right? Is is it? In a, it's not an LOS, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a core system. Explain to our explain to our listeners how um, you identified this area and what how it plugs into the technology stack for the credit union.
1: Yeah, most of the time, um, you know, our customers come on board. And it takes them about, you know, one or two orders to go, I know exactly what you do now, right? <laughs> I can feel it. And so, yeah, it's a story. It's, it's, it's connecting the dots for a lot of our customers. As I said, most uh, lenders just think I need a loan rating system that's going to write to the core. And that's how I enhance my policy or my, pro- my, uh, my process uh, for my members. And so we have... Um, We're launching a point of sale application that's going to be a premium experience for the member. And that now can connect to either the LOS, right? So we can send the data back to the LOS. You do your underwriting decisioning into the LOS. We then bring in Coviance to help you with what we call collateral decisioning. So data Mm -hmm. on the asset that we're putting a lien on Mm -hmm. to make sure that meets your lender requirements. But not only do we give you the tools that you are familiar with, like like appraisal, title, flood data, all of that, but we package it in a way that allows you to be automated, right? There's no need for a processor, for example, to push uh, order a flood button, wait, push order an appraisal button or evaluation button, wait a few days and push the title button, right? That seems counterintuitive. So we give the processor time back to allow him or her to engage more with the member and focus Mm -hmm. more on maybe the 40 percent of loans that don't that do require handholding. Right. Mm -hmm. So 65, 70 percent of your loans can be fully automated. And then you've got that segment of customers that don't necessarily have the the W-2, you know, employment income Mm -hmm. or don't that need some handholding. Those are the members that need our attention the most. And so we, we try to automate all of that. And then I don't know if that explains your, your question or answers your question of where do we fit. We we can fit in the front of the process, middle of the process. And we've got a segment of credit unions that do not have an LOS that leverage mm-hmm. covariance as a tool, right, to process the loan. So I don't know where they're doing their credit decisioning. Maybe it's something that they do, um, you know, off or on paper, and then they come mm-hmm. back and do the collateral and the rest of it. But these are the, some of the integrations. Uh, that we will work on you know, as, as we move our business forward. And that's what's fun about being a technology platform uh, mm-hmm. for a lending solution and, and, and just inviting these fintechs to come in and build onto our current stack to offer our users the best experience possible.
0: Talk a little bit about how you put together a strategy around platforms and delivering that service to others, right? I mean, that's, that is certainly platforms are super hot. Obviously we at Constellation believe in them wholeheartedly, um, but it's what, what I love to see about it, it's a growing model in, in our industry, right? So talk a little bit about how you put together the strategy, you and your team put together the strategy around platform delivery of the solution.
1: You know, it's funny. I learned it from you. Uh, actually, I heard you talk about a platform back in 2019 at the Constellation launch conference, uh, and I thought it was such an inspiring way to do it. So the way we thought about building technology was uh, let's go find a vendor. We still do some of that that we'd like mm-hmm. and put put that vendor on our platform for us to then give it back to the customer. And today we what we strive to do is become this lending as a service technology platform for lenders and we again we think about it different we want to give our customers the ability to create lending products by leveraging the tools and the technology integrations that we have within this ecosystem of partners so right. if uh, you know jenny vipperman ceo at ornl credit union tomorrow decides i want to do a home equity loan that goes up to 133 percent loan to value and does all these things and i want it Mm -hmm. underwritten in less than three minutes because these are the parameters i'm going to use we give that credit union the ability to create such product on our platform that's what Mm -hmm. platforms do versus just going to maybe an los to uh, you know do credit decisioning does that make sense right yeah you bring together a variety of tools,
0: partners, services, right, that make uh, building a new product uh, holistic and easy to do, right? Yes. Um, and you're not having to go off and do your own integrations to things, which is really the important part. It makes of it really it,
1: right? simple. And that's, a, you know, in the spirit of partnership. I mean, that's what covariance means. Um, mm-hmm. You know, co is, is this first uh, two initials in our name is, is that that cooperative uh, partnership with our customers.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um What do you, what trends do you foresee? So, well, you know, it is the new year 2024, right? What trends do you see coming, say, in the credit union and real estate uh, markets?
1: Well, I've been paying a lot of attention to um, how credit unions and now community banks are actually looking at member score, right? Mm -hmm. So that's been really interesting to watch. And I think you know there's some ai technologies out there that are actually doing a good job with that and and in the process and onboarded a lot of customers uh, on that uh, you know mindset of looking at the member differently it's not down to the fico score anymore right right and that's one thing that rodney hood uh, and i had a had a podcast as well together and or web, webinar and, and he spoke in details about the impact of FICO and how it not only impacts the person, but it impacts the community and an entire culture. Mm-hmm. And so learning about your member in a different light, that, that helps. The other segment is, you know, you think about real estate lending in general, and historically, and what we see across the board is most credit unions, most community bank have followed the 1970 model where it's Fannie Mae Freddie Mac policies and this is how we've done it for the last 30 years and we can't change it why we don't know but that's just Mm -hmm. how we do it right even though going back to the CFPB rules the NCUA the FDIC and OCC there's a lot of uh, interesting flexibilities in there that these regulating bodies have actually given credit unions, community banks, uh, specifically, maybe you talk about automated valuation, right? Mm -hmm. I can walk into a credit union right now, Chris, and I say this on every podcast almost, and apply for a $10,000 personal loan and walk out in 30 minutes with $10,000 cash in my pocket. Mm -hmm. Same credit union, I walk in there, apply for a home equity loan, put my house as collateral, okay, you can take it away from me if I don't pay my mortgage, I have to wait 30 days. Why? Because they have to do an appraisal. You don't have Mm -hmm. to do an appraisal. If it's under $400,000, it's automated valuation, right? Mm-hmm. I have to do title insurance. You don't have to do title insurance. Why? Why are we delaying that process? Ask yourself, what business problem am I trying to solve? And let's work with together, right? With Covians to help you solve that problem.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a key concept in product management, right? Yes. Is focus on the problem, not you know, the next solution right and let that kind of drive you to the solution a lot of times we see folks who are who are copying other people's you know oh they've got a super checking account so i'm going to have a super checking account they don't necessarily understand the problem
1: that we're trying to solve let me ask your let me answer your question uh, differently too you asked me what do you see the future of lending especially on real estate lending it's happening right now because borrowers are deciding which Fintech provider, they're going to go with. Mm-hmm. Are they going to go with the fintech provider that's giving them a home equity loan in you know five days or less, or the credit union that's going to take sixty days to make that decision?
0: There's no, there's no doubt who's going to win that. Right. right? I mean, when people come to an institution, they need money. There is a time frame tied to it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's it, it's a. I need a car. I need a home. I need money out of my home from a HELOC perspective. None of those are. The people aren't doing that just to. Explore ideas, right? They've got some kind of need tied to it. And as long as that need's there, speed's going to be one of the differentiating factors and it's going to win business.
1: It ha- yeah, it will because everybody has the same interest rate. Maybe your credit unions are lower by a few basis points, but experience matters more to me. I'm paying $200 for an Amazon Prime membership because I want my packages tomorrow. Right. <laughs>
0: right what do you think the impact of artificial intelligence is going to be i mean obviously about this time last year we started to hear about chat gpt and it was very yeah. exciting to go in and have it write your term paper for you right and do you know do a blog post or something else but i think it, it in my mind it's moving very very quickly what's your take on how that's going to impact our business
1: i think it will at some point and quite dramatically maybe it could be a Creating new policies, right, much faster than, than they historically have taken. Educating, uh, you know, launching training programs much faster than we historically have done. Educating our borrowers, uh, our members on loan types, uh, again, much faster and, and, and fluidly. And I think there's a really good way to look at how uh, AI and specifically ChatGPT can help us as an industry. And there's a the scary things you know there that's the inevitable there's a bad actor and everything but, but there's a lot of good ways that we can actually take that technology and apply it towards uh, moving what we call this credit union movement movement forward and right and i think relying on on such elements to again create policies much faster to be far more adaptable uh and and, and in educating our members through through set technology with uh, you know what products mean and, and as long as it makes sense right mm-hmm. and why not apply some of that into the user experience where members interact with the lender uh, on a daily basis you know what is a home equity loan what's a HELOC how can I what do they use right. for you know I think members rely on uh, maybe articles or Google and so what if we actually introduce content in front of them that actually helps them understand what is uh, their credit or, or worthiness means and, and, you know, financial wellness and so on. It could be applied in a very, very healthy. What are your, what's your take on it, Chris? Um,
0: I think we're starting to see it, but I, I think we're starting like most technology in the deepest part and like the kind of the, the deepest part of technology itself. Right. We, I mean, de- developers are starting to use things called copilots, yes. which are developing code for them. Yes. Yeah. And they are and they are becoming in some cases 10x developers, right? Yeah. Uh, and in those cases, what what they're able to do far exceeds others. It's cleaner. It's you know it tests better, um, and I think that that model of employee co-pilot yeah. is something we're going to see a lot of in our industry in the, within a couple of years, right? I think we're going to see. Um, we're going to see loan processors that have a co-pilot that, that is trained by the organization and yeah. by them, right. Mm-hmm. So them for tone language, like how they speak. Um, and then by policy to your point by yep. the organization, and then that's going to be a co-pilot for them. That's able to answer the emails. Cause you know, one of the frustrating things. I always had when i applied for any kind of real estate loan was okay what's the status right i need a status what's going on what do you need from me and if you've got ai that's co-piloting uh, a processor they can keep them they can keep the member up to date all the time yeah and i think that's there's going to be opportunities like that and that and that touches everything right we all get too many emails too many messages too much noise and having something that that responds and does what you need to do in your voice with your language, based on your training of it, I think is where we're really going to see, um, you know, a lot of efficiency gains in the future, right? Margins just continue to get crushed in the industry. Yeah. It's no easier on the FinTech side, right? You know, I, and one of the things I'm going to ask you about is like, you know, two years ago, it was growth at all costs, like do whatever you can to grow. And now it's like, Oh, you got to be profitable. Well, okay, <laughs> well, now efficiency comes into play, right? right? Mm-hmm. So I think this concept of employee plus co-pilot um, is going to be really, really important and it's going to be pervasive in the future.
1: Oh man, I agree. And it's going to better the way we do um, business, I, I feel. So I'm looking forward to see how that unfolds. Yeah, it'll be exciting.
0: It'll be exciting. Well, Let me ask you a question though. So, Um, you know, we've been, we've both been around and, and in full disclosure, I am on the coviance board, right? Um, so, uh, but we've known each other well before then, um, talk about this change in funding, fundraising, this mentality in venture where when we started, I mean, it was just 18, 24 months ago. It was grow at all costs, Mm -hmm. right? You're only, the only number that matters is more sales, more growth, more sales, more growth. And then the world changed 18 months ago, and it was like, oh, now you need to be profitable, right? Talk a little bit about navigating that change, that that title change in capital, um, and kind of what you guys have done to um, adjust to that change in environment.
1: Well, um, you're not wrong. That's exactly what happened. And, And funny, I was actually, two days ago, I was listening to... I don't know his name the we work uh founder mm-hmm. uh doing a maybe i think it was on deal book talking about exactly that topic and said it exactly the way you said it where it was grow at all costs don't worry about capital keep burning burn baby burn
0: mm-hmm.
1: right and go just focus on that top line revenue and we did you know most founders most startups uh executives just let's go get revenue sales 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 doesn't right. matter go to the Biggest conventions, spend the most amount of money. The biggest uh, booth you can buy. The biggest (laughs) booth you can get. You know, who cares about how many MQLs you get as long as you're increasing sales. Right. And and MQLs, uh, marketing qualified leads. And uh, here we are. Something happened. uh, Was it 18 18 months ago? Yeah. And then the tune just changed where, Mm -hmm. oh, you're not profitable. We you know we're going to get we're not going to give you the multiplier we we, we initially thought back to mm-hmm. 3 years ago and so the whole thing just changed dramatically what drove it i you know i, I mean it's a mixture of things it's uh, a yeah. it's, it's it's the market it's uh it's it's venture and private equity firms maybe realizing we shouldn't put our money in everything we should be strategic on where we apply it. i don't know but it does right. change it, it does change on how you handle business instead of going to 15 conferences a year and making stuff up now we should only go to 12 right or maybe we can go to the 15 but we can't send that many people we have to be really strategic on how we deploy our Mm -hmm. uh, marketing capital on the sales front of things you know it's uh, we've got a how do we how do we drive certain behaviors right we're we're now focused on higher gross profit margin type solutions versus non. And then from a product perspective, it changes the way you build products. Now, luckily in my uh, business is not necessarily owned by shareholders that demand a massive return, right? They're not Mm -hmm. looking, we're not publicly traded. So the pressure isn't on me to squeeze every penny out of our customer. And we can still control what products we put forward, but that doesn't escape our minds today. Where does this product bring the company value? Because capital is also scarce. You know, right? Mm-hmm. Not everyone is able to raise um, you know capital like we used to be mm-hmm. when when interest rates were zero percent. Money was cheap. Now interest rates are higher, and so. Mm-hmm. money is a little bit more expensive and harder to get your hands on and so that's the challenge we run into and on top of that as you know lenders have banks and credit unions have a liquidity mm-hmm. issue right now mm-hmm. two years ago they had nothing but cash and they right. don't know what to do with it and now they're trying to figure out how do we get money to lend out to uh to our members when it's a home right. equity loan a car loan or whatever the case might be so it's a it's a different environment. I don't think any of us has been through an environment like this, where home values are still on the rise in some cases, but mm-hmm. maintaining their their height. Interest rates are higher than they've been in the last, you know, 10, 20 years. And yet we've got more unsecured debt, Chris, than we had back in 2005. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, and then unemployment is still stable. It's so it's such a, you know, sort of like we don't know what's going to come around the corner next. Right. Right. And if I'm feeling that, what do you think an executive at a credit union or a bank doing Mm -hmm. trying to make decisions for their institution, you know, to make sure they're still around in the next six months? Mm -hmm. It's got to be tough for everyone, but it's a different tone. And what are we doing to navigate through that to answer the second part of your question? It's everything we can. We are making sure we're looking at the entire expenditure. And, you know, if we have to shave off some things to make mm-hmm. sure we extend our runway of access to right. capital longer, then that's what we have to do.
0: Yeah. What would you, you, you bring up a thought for me. Um, if you were an executive of a credit union, so, you know, don't, don't pick out any particular credit unions. Right. Yeah, yeah. But if you were an executive of a credit union today, what would yep. your approach be to technology system replacement and kind of where you were going?
1: Well, I would start from zero. I'd say, okay, 2024, we have zero technology on the books. I bring in my leadership team. We have zero technology on the books. What do we need to service our members? Okay. What do we need to make sure we have access to it, right? It's, it's solving the business problem because we mm. see this a lot and you do too, where it's constantly living when you're in the business, it's hard to look at it from outside the business. And so we are brainwashed to, you know, understand or realize that we have to have a loan originating system in order for us to have a better experience. We have to have, uh, you know, a mortgage or loan originating system, and then a commercial loan originating system, and then a consumer lending loan originating system that also does home equity, even though home equity is also a mortgage. So there's this spectrum of all these technologies that put that move the credit union forward, or so we think, right? And so I would start from day zero. And the question, the, 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 the top of the paper, the question is, what business problem are we trying to solve? And what is the impact of that problem for our membership and for the credit union. Money aside, mm-hmm. right? We spend a lot of money on shiny objects. We spend a lot of money on necessary stuff too. And so that's that's the, that's the challenge that I think credit unions face today. And then I'll add this, there's too many cooks in the kitchen sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. You just have to make a decision. Somebody has to step up and say, this is what we're doing. And this is what what's gonna what the impact of it is and we're gonna live with that risk
0: that's the entrepreneur in you right yes. I, I, I having come from credit unions and and now living in that entrepreneurial world i feel that difference very very real right um for sure you know it's um and i appreciate the blank the blank slate right start from a blank slate and go because it's almost though you bring that up as you're making decisions inside of an, a large organization today you're not you think you're buying something but what you're really doing is you're fitting something into a puzzle that you didn't design right yeah. and you've got all of these you've got all of these previous decisions that are wrapped up in you know yeah. capitalization and contracts and you know end dates and everything else and you're left with this much room in this shape to try to innovate yeah. and in reality you know it's almost like those other decisions are dictating the direction you're going so being able to think about it from a kind of a blank slate perspective, I think, would be powerful.
1: Well, I, and and, and, it is, and it's different for credit unions by their size. What we learn in a lot of the smaller credit unions, Chris, is that that puzzle you're talking about have been designed 30 years ago, and their staff still at the credit union from 30 years ago, and so the new leadership coming in, in order for them to, you know, take this puzzle. Um, you know, a way it's going to bring stress to the senior leadership team or senior leadership or senior staff at the credit union. Therefore, it's not touched. Right. Because we're too afraid as leaders to uh, make tough decisions sometimes. Mm
0: -hmm. Whereas when you're an entrepreneur, And as I always talk about it, I'm on the shot clock, right? I know exactly what our runway is. I know where we're going. Like, we don't have time for the niceties of how we used to do things, right? It's how do I need to do things today, right? That's a a really powerful, that's a really powerful point, Omar. Omar, uh, uh, other things things you're gonna, we're gonna see in 2024, right? So um, what conferences are you looking forward to? Um, are there new experiences that you're looking to bring? Talk to me a little bit about what the what the promise of 2024 holds for us.
1: Well, in 2024, for us, conferences-wise, as you know, the year is always get, get kicked off by the biggest conference in the industry, and right. that is uh, Government and Affair Conference, the GAC 2024. So that's how we kick it off. Um, you know, Coviance has – and it's, that starts at the end of February. So mm-hmm. for us, Coviance – uh, March has four conferences back to back every week, uh, in the entire month of March. So we're going to divide and conquer, but we'll have uh, a team at GAC. Another conference I'm looking forward to is, uh, the ice, um, uh, conference, the, um, intercontinental exchange, mm-hmm. uh, which is a company that owns encompass, mm-hmm. um, you know, simplify another. So, uh, we're integrated into uh, their technology. So I think it's our first time. It'll be fun for us to go explore. And then we'll be at the CBA and the ICBA, Independent Banking uh, Association, and the uh, Consumer Banking Association conferences too. That that All of that is happening in March. And then just keeps on going from there. It's conference season until, <laughs> until November. Uh,
0: now, I know there's something
1: well, special coming up at GAC. What's happening at GAC we do. this year? So last year, Chris, we hosted... Uh, an event at the Yardbird and the Yardbird is across the street from the convention. It was such a great event. This year we thought we're going to do it different. We are going to invite some of the best fintechs in this industry to help us put on this best happy hour, best show at the GAC. And so we did. And so we're calling it. Fintech Fusion 2024 happening at the Yardbird across the street from the convention center. And it's such a nice spot. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's big enough to host a great crowd. Very close, strategically placed. starts at 4 p.m. And so right after the conference uh, ends. And so most people you know, don't have anything to do until six or seven. That's when parties generally start. Mm-hmm. But we're inviting people right after the conference to come out, have a drink, you know, drink the day away. I don't know. <laughs> and it could be water. It could be water. Perfectly reasonable. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. We have a, a, a band, um, you know, musical concept that's happening. Mm-hmm. A lot of fantastic finger food. Good, uh, good time. And... Who's joining us on that journey. So far, we've got uh, Circle Collective Mm -hmm. um, and Constellation uh, Digital Partners. So that's you and your Mm -hmm. team. And then uh, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but the uh, folks at Defense Storm Mm -hmm. are also going to be joining us. So uh, four fantastic fintechs and we're going to host a terrific, or not, Circle's not a fintech, but it's a fintech or it's an investor in fintech. They
0: certainly make are making a lot happen for sure in fintechs Absolutely. and credit unions these days. So going that's really looking event. forward to it. We want to have everybody come join us. It's going to be a great event. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it is a perfectly positioned from a location perspective and from yes. a schedule perspective. I really do think that it's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. So
1: Tuesday, so Tuesday, GAC, 4 PM, until I believe uh, 7 or 8 p.m. That's right. So it'll be a great team.
0: Yep. So, everybody, look out for it. You're going to hear more about it. Uh, make sure you mm-hmm. come. We're looking forward to seeing you there. Excellent. Omar, any final thoughts? Really appreciate you joining us today. Any final thoughts?
1: Well, I think I always do this, and I, I, I cannot be grateful enough for this industry and for the people in it. And it goes from you know, the teller all the way up to the regulators. We're all in this together. Uh, we've seen a lot of good things and we're going through some hardships uh, when it comes to liquidity issues and other stuff. And, you know, we're gonna come out of it together because uh, this is one of the few industries that actually is a family, is a community. We care about one another. So thank you all for doing what you've always done not just for me but for every entrepreneur and founder and fintech a uh, ceo because it is tough uh, out there uh, it's a lonely place and if it wasn't for friends like you chris uh, you know as i said it's a lonely place and so i find myself uh, at 12 a.m sometimes thinking I wonder what chris is thinking about today i should call him tomorrow and figure out how we can solve our problems text,
0: or he'll just text me at midnight <laughs> <laughs> I've
1: done that too.
0: Like, That's what the board is for. That's what the board's for. It's exactly right. It's exactly right. Well, listen, so, I really appreciate it, Omar. You know, you uh, the, and the team at Coviance really do a great job. And uh, uh, I think you represent the promise of what this QSO model can do for our industry, right? Um, I appreciate Solving problems, identifying opportunities, taking advantage of them, building services, and those services then make credit unions better. Right and community banks. They make them better. And that's the whole idea. So listen, happy new year, my friend. I hope 2024 is an amazing year for you. And uh, we will see you soon. Thank you very much. What a great conversation with Omar. We cannot wait to welcome you to the FinTech Fusion event at GAC this year. If you check the show notes, there will be a link there to register. While you're there, like and subscribe on your platform of choice. And don't forget to join our Discord server where we keep the conversation going. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time.